Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. Yeah, y'all ass, man. Y'all do Get it right. Yeah. That's Christopher Thomas, known as YNW Juvie. The man accused of murdering him, YNW Melly, is on trial accused of killing another man, too. Juvie's dad is here with his story. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Testimony is underway in the trial of Jamel Demons, known by his stage name YNW Melly. Melly is accused of murdering two members of his group, Chris Thomas, who went by YNW Juvie, and Anthony Williams, who was known as YNW Sack Chaser. The men were shot to death in an SUV after leaving a late-night recording session on October 26, 2018, with Melly and another group member, Cortland Henry, who went by YNW Bortland. Bortland was driving the SUV. Later that morning, Bortland showed up at the hospital. Juvie and Sack Chaser were dead in the car. Melly was not with them. Chris, first of all, I know this has been a difficult almost five years now. How are you doing right now with this trial finally starting? It's kind of overwhelming at times, but doing the best I can at the moment. A lot of people may not know a lot about your son. What do you want people to know about him? I, we know he was an aspiring rapper. He was part of this YNW group. Chris was a good kid. He's the second of my oldest boys. He's the oldest of his mom's kids. And he loved his whole family, he loved all his friends. And he just got caught up for being too loyal and got betrayed by one of his so-called friends. A sad situation for everybody. Tell me a little bit about that because, you know, it's my understanding that Juvie was friends with Melly and Sack Chaser for quite some time. Tell me, when when did you first come to know Melly? I met Melly around like 99, like a couple of years before Chris met him. I was friends with, with his, his Melly's mom, best friend at the time. And that's how I got to know Melly. Then Chris got to know him after that. He was, they was all good kids coming up. Just laughing, playing, joking with each other, having fun. Like to hang out with each other. And he loved them boys and he loved them to a fault. So he was friends with them since they were little kids then, it sounds like. Yes, man. They went to elementary, middle school, high school, all together. That's I, we, I know his mom as well and his stepdad and the rest of his family. Melly's family. And the music started, I think, around 2000, maybe 13. And they were just all making the music together? Yes. Started from rapping at school until making music together and coming up with the name, the YNW, and it just went from there. 
and Sack and Chris and Melly was the, and even Jay Green was the all founder members of the YNW. Melly was just the face of it. I say now that Chris and Anthony is gone, now he just took everything over. It sounds like your son and the other guys had a lot of really big dreams. Yes, ma'am, they did. They loved music, they loved to perform, and they was on their way, like, to do big things, and it just got cut short. This tragedy. Everybody else around still trying to pick up the pieces. Like, a lot of families got broken with this situation. Melly is saying that he is innocent. His defense attorneys are saying the state can't prove its case. But it's my understanding you believed from the very beginning that Melly was responsible for your son's death and the death of Anthony. From the day one, I believe that Melly was responsible for my son's death on October 26th when I first heard the story because his explanation, when I finally talked to him in Cortland on a FaceTime, their response and how they was reacting, they showed no remorse. They didn't act like they was grieving, like they lost a best friend or nothing. They was, in, in my opinion, they was in the best spirits. They never came to town, never came to, to my son's funeral, never came to sack funeral. And these are your best friends. He passed straight through the county of Indian River, went to Brevard and did a music video, but he couldn't even stop and pay his condolences to his best friend's mom. He even got Jana tatted on his neck. That's why his defense attorney got him wearing turtle, turtlenecks and shirts to hide his neck, because he got the Jana tatted on his neck. That's Sack Mom's name, and he got Chris' name and Sack name. And this guy, that guy is just, I have no words for that guy, man. What was it in particular that was said on that FaceTime that made you think that Melly was responsible? Nothing was said. Actually, it was like the demeanor. It was like the body language, really. Like I was just reading them, and as I'm telling them and asking them questions, I got so emotional, I started crying. They didn't even, they wasn't reacting to, they act like they didn't, they didn't have to take a loss at all. That's how, I, that's how I took it. And then when I was talking to them, I still had in the back of my, my mind that something's not right. Something's not right. Did they tell you anything about what they claimed happened with the, the drive-by they claim happened? <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. No, they had absolutely no explanation. Like we have to figure it out just like the police. Chris, why do you think that this happened? Why do you think Melly did this? Because Melly is on trial. The state has to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that he committed these crimes. Why do you think this happened? I think the story about the 200,000 with Anthony was a true story because it's not reported, but Chris told me the same story and also was a $500,000 play. And Melly was going to get 200,000. Zach was going to get 200,000. Chris was going to get 100,000. 
And as, as I'm hearing it from Chris, they was going to sell the YNW brand, not a record deal or nothing like that. They would like for the, the brand itself. And by them being founding members, they was going to get a piece of the pie. So I think, I don't, I don't think Melly did it on his own. I think that manager guy got in his ear and did a little divide and conquer because if it was up to sack, it would no, it would never be a hundred K management. They were going to sell the YNW name for licensing or to sell products. What do you mean they were yeah. going to sell the name? For marketing, licensing, and stuff like that. I think they want to go up on the big umbrella just to push them, I think. Push the brand more global. That's what I'm thinking. And so you think that Melly wanted a bigger cut of that then? I think Melly didn't want to give them guys nothing. He wanted to be the only one to shine. And then they came to town next day and gave uh, the, the, the mothers 15,000, the other mother 10,000. So I, I thought to myself, if Sack was going to get 200,000, Chris would get 100,000. If we could pay these people 25,000, keep 275,000, that's how I saw it. They, it just nothing seemed, nothing added up. And Melly still to this day to be in, to, for me to hear them, him call them boys his best friend is an insult. That is an insult. Was there any sign of bad blood before your son's life was taken and before Anthony was killed? Or was there any tension there that you knew of? Not with Juvie, not with Chris, but, um, you know, you heard things about him and um, Anthony getting into, like, altercations about disputes about money over, over certain situations. And they got in a fight prior to that, and they said, like, you know the story that they say um, Sack beat him up and knocked his goals out in front of his girlfriend and, like, Two days later, I think that's when the incident happened. Chris, I know that something that has to be really hard about this is the fact that there are relatives here, relatives of Cortland Henry, who are also relatives of the victims. Yes. Chris and Cortland share a sister, and she's my daughter. Her and Chris had the same dad, which is me, and her and Cortland share the same mom. And she took the side of Melly. She still to this day screens free melly all on her facebook instagram she'll go live with the free melly shirts and they just got her brainwashed with the money they just showering with gifts with in portland and got my daughter just brainwashed to the fact that she wishing the killer of her brother was free and i just don't understand that that's a heartbreaking feeling man for me to see that daily her saying that that's just heartbreaking do you talk to your daughter about this? I haven't talked. We haven't talked. Um, she was living with me up until the time uh, shortly after the funerals. And then we went our separate ways. I haven't talked to her in over two years. So it sounds like you've lost two children. Yes, ma'am. And then the two that look like me the most. And <laughs> it's crazy. Are you hoping that this trial, maybe at the end, Things can change with your daughter? Yeah, once you see the truth and them boys get convicted, I'm hoping that her whole demeanor change. But knowing them, they're going to be like, wait to the appeal. He's still innocent. Wait to the appeal. But just have to wait and see, man. It's going to be a process. I know you watched a lot of the first day of the trial. How did you feel it was going so far? And, and have you watched today as well? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I think it's going pretty good. It's just a long process. Just got to trust the process in my my book. And I think she's doing a good job. I think once the ballistic, the forensics, the cell phone, and when it showed that Chris got shot on his left cheek 
in the back. Rears, he got shot from this side of the car in his left cheek with, with stifling on his face and the, the, the uh, burn marks on his face from the gun muzzle. All that's going to point in one direction to that guy that was sitting in the back driver's passenger side, back driver's side. And the Christine Bradley, the prosecutor, had said yesterday that the, the medical examiner is going to testify that before the shots were fired into the vehicle, that your son and Anthony, they were already dead. And they, yes. when those shots went into the vehicle, they had already been shot and the fatal shots came from the back seat. That's the testimony that's expected. Yes, ma'am. From my understanding, yes, the, the shot that Chris left cheek was the fatal shot that took him out. And then when he staged the drive-by, the shots from the back, they could tell by the way Chris' body was slumped over how like, it was staged after the fact. Yeah, I guess that's going to come out. I can't wait. That's going to be like breaking news. And with Chris, Chris wasn't, wasn't killed in the drive-by. I know that for a fact. One thing that Christine Bradley said yesterday was that in the days leading up to this, Melly was learning the oath of loyalty to the G-Shine blood set to a gang. Did you know anything about that? Had your son ever discussed anything with you about this, this gang that Melly was allegedly becoming a part of? No, that was something he was doing in his uh, private life on his own, separate from Christian. And, she, and Christine or the lawyers was always saying that Chris lived in the Mir in Miramar. Chris never lived down there. He lived in Gifford. He lived in Gifford, Florida. He might go down there for a day or two, but he always had the same address, same house, same everything up until the time of passing. Well, I wanted to play some clips uh, from the trial so far. And Chris, I want to get your, your feelings on some of what was said in opening statements. This is Christine Bradley, the assistant state attorney. Um, talking about what amounts to possibly a confession in this case. So in summary, the last thing I want to tell you that the evidence will show is that in the Instagram, because the defendant had a moderate social media following at the time of these <coughs> events, people are reaching out to him. Some fans, some friends, some associates. You'll see on October 26th, after about 8 a.m. in the morning, Eastern time, multiple messages are coming in. Messages are coming in from individuals checking to see if he's okay, if he's been injured in this drive-by. If it's true that Anthony Williams, who's also sometimes referred to as Sack, and Chris Thomas, who is referred to as Juby, are really dead. One individual, and specifically, sends out, and I want to quote the message exactly that you will hear, and says, right after this, yo, homie, you good? Let me know something. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is where context matters. What does that mean? If you work at Google and you say, my whole floor is coding, that's a good thing. If you work at Broward General Hospital and you say, my whole floor is coding, that is a bad thing. The context around the messages matters. So in the context of this message, this individual is reaching out, asking if Mr. Demons is good, 
after he's been tagged in multiple social media posts about this drive through, this shooting. And Mr. Demons responds very succinctly, I did that. Shh. Chris, when you heard that, what did you think? Sound like a cryptic confession to me. Like, like she said, if you take everything into context, it sounded like he was speaking on the incident that happened and he admitted to doing it and said, shh, don't say anything about it. That's how I took it. What is, it sounds like there's going to be some cell phone evidence presented in this case, some other things. Oh, anything you can share with us about that? Cell phone evidence will show that Melly was in the backseat. Well, they, they got the, the, the surveillance camera of him getting in the backseat. And they also show the phone, they show him going around the car twice, like shooting up the car or whatever. And then once he gets out the car, they have him getting out the car as well and on the side of the road. Then he made the FaceTime phone call to Felicia Holmes, Mariah Hamilton's mom. And she's going to testify to that, that she saw him on the side of the road and the bush is talking about he think that Juvia and Sack was murdered or, or dead or whatever. And in my opinion, like at that time, like, who told him that? So. He had to have knowledge of something. So I just think, in my opinion, it's, it's a, in my opinion, but me, it was an open and shut case. I think Melly's guilty as charged, and I wish nothing but the death penalty for him. Let's listen to Christine Bradley again talking about Instagram messages and this whole thing about the loyalty oath to the gang. From the Instagram, from the private messages, was that Jamel Demons is a member of the G Shine Blood set. This is not a stage personality. This is not an actor that's playing a character. This was his real life. Ladies and gentlemen, you will see that as soon as October 24th, two days before the homicide, Jamel Demons is learning the oath of loyalty to the G Shine Blood set. You're going to see things in these messages that will be indicative of blood membership. For example, anytime a word would normally be spelled with a C, as in Charlie, they don't use that. They replace it with the letter B. So instead of saying, I'm at the crib, they say, I'm at the rib. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because C is associated with Crips. B is for Bloods. So if you look through all the messages, you will notice time and time again, Jamel Demons is dropping Cs and using Bs. And you're gonna see pictures, you're going to see videos of the defendant doing something called stacking, which is a way to show a gang affiliation and to broadcast it to the world. And this is not just in music videos. This is not just in lyrics. Because we're not going to get into that. That's artistic expression. That's not why we are here today. So Chris, um, your thoughts on what Christine Bradley said there. Do you think that your son's death and Anthony's death was in any way related to any type of gang initiation process? From the text messages and uh, from what I heard her tell me about the text messages, I think so. 
because it's other text messages. I don't want to divulge too much information that's going to come out that that's that's going to support that theory. Let's look at the defense now. Um, Melly's defense attorney obviously saying he's in, he's innocent that they can't prove this. So let's listen to David Howard. That's the first indication that they're just guessing and don't know what they're talking. And that, ladies and gentlemen, by itself is reasonable doubt. Why he would commit such a heinous crime against his own two best friends for no reason. <clears throat> What happened here is that the lead detective, Detective Moretti, saw a video of Mr. Demons getting into a car 40 plus minutes before bodies were found in that car. And then he discovered that Mr. Demons was a rising star. From that point on, he decided he's the only person that could have committed this crime. Because if you're involved in prosecuting a star, you become a star. This was his big break. And he had tunnel vision, he zeroed in on this person, this young man, as the only possible perpetrator of that crime to the exclusion of all other leads and evidence. Chris, what did you think when David Howard said that? It was all just something that uh, made up. I don't believe nothing that he was just saying. Because like, it, that's the same theory that his managers was pushing on us. Like, oh, it, it's not Melly. You know how the white man always trying to take the black man down and this, that, and other. He's just a successful black guy. They don't. I don't want to hear none of that. That's not true. If anything, why him? Why Melly? Why why just put this on him? Why Melly? It don't make sense. They just throwing Hail Marys, like throwing stuff to the wall, hoping it stick. David Howard also says that the police botched this investigation. Let's listen to him talk about that. They don't follow leads. They have no motive. Investigation was botched. The investigation, as a matter of fact, is still going on as we speak up to a couple months ago. Yet they're here telling you they have proof beyond a reasonable doubt and what you're still investigating for. The job of the state is to prove it beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. And if you're a reasonable person and you have doubt, that's reasonable doubt. There's a song called Things That Make You Go, Hmm. If you say, Hmm, that's reasonable doubt. You do not, Ms. Bradley is charming. She's good at her job in some respects. But this is not a pop, uh, popularity. We don't give, hey, good effort. We don't give 
participation awards, this man's life is hanging in the balance. And if there is a scintilla of reasonable doubt, you must have the courage to speak up and say so. You're not here to judge him. You're here to judge the sufficiency of their case. They have a big task in front of them. We should probably get to it. Wow. So what were your thoughts? And do you believe that this investigation was botched? Oh, man. I don't think it was botched. I think they did a great job and everything will come together in the end. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. He's just trying to put a little thought in the jury's minds. Like, he wasn't even trying to tell them, like, he's innocent. He's just, like, trying to, like, put a reasonable doubt. Not that he's innocent. He's not trying to prove his innocence. Like, it's like, to me, they know he did it. They're just trying to get, I don't know. They just know he did it. They're not trying to prove his innocence. I feel like so often you get into the evidence and really the victims get lost in these trials. Just any final words about your son? It's always forever long, little Juvie. I miss him and love him to death. He got a lot of Melly fans that be spamming my inbox and all over. Even y'all guys chat to my free Melly. But one of their loved ones was to get murdered. And imagine the whole world saying free the alleged killer of that guy. It'll just make you feel some type of way and just want to crash out yourself because I don't know. They like first they trying to make it seem like Chris and Sack was um, extorting Melly, which is a false narrative that his camp painted. That was never, never true. And Chris never did nothing to nobody. Not, they can't even say nothing he did to Melly. Nothing that they can't show anything that made him want to do anything to Chris. And that's what got me the way I'm feeling because Chris never did anything and he, he loved it, that dude and that dude did that to him. I just, I, I never, I never accept that. And to everybody that that's on his side is on the opposite side of me. If he's convicted, would you like him to get the death penalty? Because he's the first person to go, you know, have the death penalty as a potential punishment since the law change lowered the threshold for it. Yes. I 49. Old Testament. I think he deserved it. Because they show no remorse. They still trying to badmouth these boys. And when it happened, Melly and Kristen had Instagram pages. He went on his page. They went on his page. Whoever took all the pictures down of Kristen's um Anthony and made it look like they was never existed. They if he's so innocent, they never put up a reward to find the killer. They never did a tribute. They never did anything. They even pushed Chris funeral back from 11, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. just so Melly could make it, and he still didn't show up. And he never showed up to sack funeral. So this your best friend, and you don't even come to the funeral? That just, I don't know, man. That guy deserves everything coming his way. 
and I have I have no sympathy for him. Him or nobody in his family. Well, Chris Thomas Sr., thank you so much for joining us. I know this is not easy. We appreciate you giving us some of your time, and uh, we hope to see you down there at the trial. Okay, you will. Thank you, ma'am. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. Thank you.